Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Coming off a big win over the Houston Texans, 7-2 and two on the season, the worst 7-2 and two team in football. I'll take it. You know, we go from here. Coming off the bye week, definitely getting a dub is nice. A lot of things to talk about regarding this game, some shortcomings, some downfalls, some spotty play, some inconsistencies, but otherwise, the Giants still managed to, you know, I guess kind of extract wins out of these suspect performances at times. And that kind of shows that the Giants are better than what they are, you know, what you see on, on the screen sometimes or you see in person, um, you know, despite all the penalties, despite all of the issues that they had in the second quarter and really throughout this game, they still managed to win. And I think that's a pretty good indication that this team is where you want it to be in terms of if you play clean football, if your offense gets better, you start to plug some pieces during next offseason and whatnot. Um, this team can be very good. You know, they're they're winning games looking a little bit suspect, and I think that's a good indication of where we are as a team right now. But 7-2 and two has never felt so good after all the pain we felt over the years. I'm very excited to kind of dive into how the Giants figured out this win, some things we got to work on, and some main takeaways. But, Anthony, how are you feeling after the dub? I am feeling great, man. Huge win by the New York Giants, of course. Losing against Seattle going into that bye week. Coming out of the bye week with a win was very refreshing. And 7-2, and two, what a record. The best record that the Giants have had since 2008. It's been a long time since the Giants have been this good of a football team in the regular season. And I'm really, man, I'm super excited because this is a huge win for the Giants. Of course, you know, we've seen them come from behind against some better teams and, and find a way to win. But today, they took a lead early and they never let it go. They had a lead from start to finish, which is something that the Giants haven't done all year long they haven't led the game and then finished with the lead so it was a big win for the Giants in that regard it was a very interesting offensive game plan a different strategy that the Giants ended up going with and of course taking a look at how they just ran the ball down the throats of the Houston Texans was fun to watch Saquon Barkley with an awesome performance and also Daniel Jones played some damn good football as well so really overall sloppy first half yes but they went into halftime Brian Dable Mike Kafka Wink Martindale they made the necessary adjustments to find that win it was a well-coached game against a lesser opponent and I'm really happy to see the Giants come out with another W Absolutely. Now, a lot of people were quite upset about the Giants play calling today. You know, obviously their passing game is not where it needs to be, not where we want it to be. Um, you know, Kenny Gallagher had a couple of massive drops. You know, the first one, you know, definitely was iffy. It could have gone both ways, but that second drop got him benched for the entire second half. You know, you can't be doing that. $16 million. I don't even know what to say when you're talking about a player who should be an impact guy on this team making 16 mil a year, and he can't catch a simple crossing route. It's it's really bothering me. And I know it's bothering everybody else. He is he has played his way off this team. We can't cut him now because it would cost us more to cut him than to keep him, but he should be benched moving forward. You know, they were saying, you know, before the game that he was going to get ample playing time, and he was in the first half. After those drops, though, his playing time went beep, right off a cliff, and then you see Isaiah Hodgins come in there and make some big plays. Darius Slayton made some big plays. Wanda Robinson got involved. Um, although I think they have schemed the ball to Robinson very poorly up to this point. I think they could be doing so much more with him on those crossers and slide routes. Use him like Tyler Lockett. He'll be a stud, and they just haven't figured it out yet. But, you know, I trust them to do so. But Kenny Galladay, man, this guy's got to go. After this season, I'd rather just keep the $6.7 million and, and wish him well because another team, no way in hell they're trading for him. You know, you're going to have to give up Saquon just to trade Kenny. That's how bad he is right now. Like how just awful he looks every single week. And, 
Um, the lack of effort, just, you know, I'd rather have David Sills. I'd rather, Anthony, I'd rather have you running out there than Kenny Gallagher at this point. You could have caught that. It's just embarrassing to this team. It's embarrassing for what we're trying to build here. And ultimately, you know, I kind of feel as though his time is running out very, very fast for the Giants. And Isaiah Hodgins got some size. He's got some youth, you know, plucked him off the Buffalo Bills uh, practice squad. He's a piece I'd like to see get some more opportunities moving forward here with this Giants team who could desperately use a little bit more receiver talent. Of course, OBJ still a free agent. He's healthy, ready to go. Um, So we'll see if they can uh, maybe make something happen there and sign him to help out this team moving forward. But I think he, maybe he wants to go to a contending team that could use a little bit of support at the wide receiver position. But, you know, looking at Kenny Gallagher, Anthony, I mean, how are you feeling right now? Because after that last drop, I was I was absolutely livid. Yeah, I'm ready to see him go. I've seen enough of Kenny Galladay, the experiment of Kenny Galladay with the New York Giants. It's a failed experiment, and it's ready. I'm ready to just cut our losses, you know, and just let him go. Because at this point, he's doing more harm to the offense than he is doing good. Of course, two drops today. One of them, yes, was a difficult catch. He had to really outstretch. It wasn't the best throw from Daniel Jones. But then the second one hit him right on the numbers. And it was just a low effort, lazy catch attempt. He tried to just body catch it. All he had to do was put his hands on the ball and turn up field. And he just didn't even seem to put in enough effort to make that simple routine reception that he should be making in practice a hundred times a day with his eyes closed. So Kenny Galladay has zero effort when he's out there on the football field. That's why they benched him in week two in the first place. It was because of effort. And now coming out of this injury, coming out of this bye week, we thought, you know, maybe Kenny Galladay, he's going to turn things around, have some sort of positive impact on the Giants offense. Well, the impact that he has is negative. He literally makes the Giants offense worse. The Giants are better off with him on the sideline or just not even on the team at this point. So keep feeding the ball to Darius Slayton. Big play Slay with an impressive touchdown grab today. Uh, the 54-yard catch and run turns a five-yard gain into a house call. Incredible stuff there. Kenny Galladay does not possess that ability. And giving him you know, targets in the intermediate range, he has no chance of turning a, a shallow catch into a 54-yard touchdown. Darius Slayton does. So let's take that target share, that whatever small portion it was that was going to Kenny Galladay, and just start feeding Darius Slayton back because he's back in full form. He looks great. The chemistry between him and Daniel Jones is undeniable. They are great together. I love the pairing of those two. And I think that Darius Slayton is the guy who deserves all of the targets and reps that were going Kenny Galladay's way. And as you mentioned, even Isaiah Hodgins went in there and made some solid plays. Isaiah Hodgins is a player that probably no one else, if you watch the NFL and you're not a Giants fan, you have no idea who that is. You know, just a low-key guy that the Giants picked up on a practice squad and he's better than Kenny Galladay who's making 72 million dollars on this five-year contract so I'm done with Kenny G it was a nice experiment I had high hopes for the whole thing but it just didn't work out man and that's really the end of it the Giants just need to cut their losses here as you mentioned once we get into this offseason there's no shot that he's in a New York Giants uniform 2023 there's better names out there there's more affordable options you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr he's not even going to be ready for another few weeks anyway uh, he was cleared to return but now he has to get back in the football shape whatever team ends up signing him before season's end is going to be looking to sign him for the next few years more than that more so than just signing him for this season so I actually do think that makes sense for the Giants they're looking long term to try and get OBJ on this reunion contract to end out his career here. But right now, taking a look at what the Giants have in the receiving core, they don't have a whole lot of talent, but they do have Darius Slayton, who's playing some damn good football right now. And Kenny Galladay, man, he's not cutting it, does not deserve to be in the lineup. And when he's in the lineup, he does more harm than good. So I'm ready for him to just stay on the sideline for the rest of the season.
I mean, the guy has two, he has the same amount of receptions this year as drops, two and two. Actually, he might have more drops, to be honest with you. So um, this is not good. <laughs> the Giants had to figure that out. But at the end of the day, Hodgins came in, had two receptions for 41 yards. Hodgins, this is the first game he's played with the Giants. He already has more receiving yards than Kenny Galladay over the first eight, nine weeks of the season. That's unbelievable to me. Um, the Giants need to consider, you know, just completely benching him. It's it's not worth it at this point, in my opinion. And looking at some other standout players, you did mention Darius Slayton. He had that really nice uh, grab, that five-yard grab, turned it into a 54-yard touchdown run. Um, really nice. He, he's The speed is real with him. I mean, you know, he just burned those angles down the sideline. The, the safeties, those secondary guys had a really good angle to get to him, and he just completely torched them. And Daniel Jones, a big shout-out to him for that throw, too. He had two defenders in his face, threw the ball off his back foot, just trying to give his receiver an opportunity, and he did so. And that's what good quarterbacks do. They give your receivers good high-probability opportunities when you're in a low-probability situation. So um, I want to give him you know, a shout-out. The receiving game definitely wasn't great today. The Giants did not really rely on it very much. They they clearly looked toward the running game to get things done. Um, but Daniel Jones, you know, he, he did what he had to do when called upon. And I think, you know, he played smart, didn't turn the ball over. He 197 yards, 13 completions on 17 attempts, clearly was not running the ball or throwing the ball very much. Had two touchdown passes, though. But then you look at the running game, 191 yards on the ground, my friends. Saquon Barkley had 35 carries for 152 yards and one touchdown at 27 long. This is this was the Saquon Barkley show uh, by all means. I mean, 152 yards on the ground. Unbelievable. Daniel Jones at 24 yards. Breda added 20, and then Robinson had that one negative five-yard run. So altogether, I mean, look, the, I think the I think the Detroit Lions just gave up like 250 rushing yards today. Um, so I'm going to sit here and say that I think the Giants got to continue to rely on the running game. But again, having a really good passing game in conjunction would really help this team. It's not really going to happen this season. But, you know, you're seeing pretty smart decisions, smart play from Daniel Jones. His pocket presence is night and day compared to the past. Um, so I'm really happy with what I've seen from individuals. Um, the offensive line was a bit spotty. Thomas obviously looked fantastic, but and Tyree Phillips, not so good. Uh, Mark Lewinsky had a couple of iffy moments. Zudu was okay. You know, Feliciano actually had a pretty decent day. Uh, but altogether, just a lot of depth pieces. You know, shout out to tight end Lawrence Kadra as well. The touchdown to open up the game. Really nice little player there. He's not much of a blocker. Um, he's a transition receiver to a tight end. So, you know, he's pretty good speed, some good hands. Um, and I like him. Um, as a nice little piece on this Giants offense while Daniel Bellinger uh, recovers from that eye injury, Anthony. But when you're looking at the defensive side, some big standout players from this. And, you know, notably, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Dexter Lawrence, who had two sacks today, or a sack, he had a tackle for a loss, five quarterback hits, Dexter Lawrence, five freaking quarterback hits. Jason Pinnock had a pretty nice day, one and a half sacks, two quarterback hits, um, four tackles. And Leonard Williams had nine tackles and a quarterback hit, a half a sack. Um, and then, of course, you know, Dane Belton had a pretty had a pretty tough outing in his his first opportunity at free safety with Xavier McKinney out. But he had that interception in the late in the game that really helped us uh, stay in it. But when you're looking at the defensive side, Anthony, who stood out to you? There's a couple of individuals that had really good games today. Yeah, there's a few. And honestly, standing out in general, Wink Martindale, he has done a tremendous job, a spectacular job with this defensive unit so far this season. And that continues into the, today's game. I mean, Wink Martindale has just done such a fine job. These players know exactly what they're called upon to do. He's dialing up some very creative blitzes. The players are getting pressure on the quarterback in general. Leonard Williams is one of those standout performers from today's game. He was constantly in the backfield, whether that was in run defense or as a pass 
pass rusher. He ended the day with nine total tackles, leading the team as an interior defensive lineman in tackles. It's a very difficult feat to accomplish, and he accomplished that. So nine total tackles, a half a sack, and a quarterback hit. Just a super active game from Leonard Williams, including that forced fumble uh, on the goal line. And then, of course, you're taking a look at Dexter Lawrence, who's just been on a mission this season. He is a man on a mission. Extend Dexter Lawrence. He deserves every penny that he has coming his way. He is a huge boost to the Giants defense every week that he's on the field. And the Giants need to keep him around long-term. As you mentioned, five quarterback hits, a sack, five total tackles. Tackles. What more could you ask for from an interior defensive lineman? You are getting everything and then some out of Dexter Lawrence. And he is playing at an all-pro level and maintaining that pace, continuing to play at that level week in and week out. I love what big sexy Dexy is bringing to the field for the Giants and taking a look at the rest of the defense. I thought Darnay Holmes made a couple of solid tackles. Dane Belton, of course, had that interception. Very clutch play by him. And Adoree Jackson and Fabian Moreau also played some pretty solid games in my eyes. Fabian Moreau had a very clutch uh, third down uh, pass breakup in the second quarter, which was a really physical play, and he managed to get his hands on the ball, and I was super impressed by that one. And again, Fabian Moreau has just stood up to the plate every single week. He was called upon in, a, in the most random moments. We were down three cornerbacks at one point. Fabian Moreau steps into this lineup. He has made a solid impact and been a very capable starting outside cornerback for the New York Giants alongside Adoree Jackson, who's continuing to play some really great football. Got some runs as a punt returner today. No fumbles on the special team. Thank the Lord. The special teams did not sink the Giants this week. And he also caught the game-winning recovery on the onside kick at the end of the game. So shout out to Adore Jackson for that. Again, stellar performances across the board from the defensive side of the ball for the New York Giants. Again, I just love everything that Wink Martindale is doing with this defense. Every single player that you can imagine, he they're just playing the best football of their lives right now. Every single one of those players. He is getting the most out of every single player. They're all realizing their maximum potential right now. That speaks volumes to the type of coach that Wink Martindale is and how good he is at developing homegrown talent. So I love Wink Martindale's defense through these first nine games, and I can't wait to see how the season finishes out because Wink Martindale is honestly making a case for assistant coach of the year. Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. I know Mike Kafka had a little bit of a iffy game calling day today, but you know the Giants just can't rely on their passing game just yet. Um, you know, Evan Neal hopefully gets healthy here in a couple of weeks, maybe even next week against Detroit. Um, they have a pretty potent offense, so the defense is gonna get have to step up. You know, uh St. Brown over there is really, really good. Amon Ra, um, nasty player, and Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, they got a lot of talent. Um, so you know, it's gonna be a tough matchup for the Giants, but as we've seen. When the Giants are playing bad, they can still win games. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from today. The Giants did not play very well today. The defense had a big, a couple of big moments, got gashed by Damian Pierce a couple times, and they still won. And pretty handily, you know, the Texans tried to do some things down the stretch there, and the defense had to hold up. Um, I'd like to see the offense do a little bit better in closing out that game. But ultimately, like, the Giants won that game pretty nicely in the second half, and, you know, they really beat themselves. So it was it was pretty impressive in my in my opinion. And I think that if the Giants can be a little more efficient and productive in the in the near future, we're gonna see them win these games more handily and, and become a dominant team. But again, we need a lot more pieces. There are a lot, there's a lot left to to be done here. But a couple of things that I will note is that you know, Kenny Galladay's got to be fully replaced by Isaiah Hodgins. I think you know, we can confirm that Isaiah Hodgins first game as a giant practice squad for Buffalo last week. Now he has 41 yards to Kenny Galladay's 21 yards, 22 yards on the season. Um, Saquon Barkley, 152 yards. Again, 152 freaking yards on the ground, 35 carries. He is a stud. He's an animal. The guy's got to 
be, you know, the focal point. Obviously, he's in negotiations with the Giants right now, actually. They're tabling these talks, and near the police going to get the Brinks truck right now that they just stole to give Saquon all the money he wants. Um, and ultimately, you know, th- they were having talks. So the Giants brass and Saquon's reps were having talks about a contract extension. They tabled those talks over the weekend. Um, until the season is over, because I guess they couldn't come to a conclusion. But at the end of the day, the Giants want to sign him long-term. Joe Shane said as much. Um, they could always franchise tag him at $12.5 million projected for next season, which probably will be a little bit cheaper, because I think he wants Christian McCaffrey money, according to uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So Christian McCaffrey money is $16 million per season. That seems a little egregious to me, but you know we'll see what happen- happens in-, in that end. And you know we've got a couple of weeks before we have to dive into that and figure it all out. But Right now, you know, I'm just happy to be seven and two, the worst seven and two team in football. You know, I'll take it every day of the week, man. This is a, a winning football team. We haven't enjoyed this for a long time. Four wins at home this season to one loss at home. I'm sure the MetLife fans are really enjoying it. 24 to 16 was your final score today. Love to hear perspectives, opinions, and reactions to the game below in the YouTube comment section. As always, my friends, make sure to like, subscribe, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and let's go big blue. 